Okay, let's start with a content notification, shall we? The Queer Conjure podcast is about queer people, trans people, witches, neurodivergent people, you know, marginalized people who have experienced a wide spectrum of community pleasure and structural harm. We're going to talk about all of it, the magical, the joyful, the painful. We are embracing the light as well as the shadows. If that doesn't sound like what you're up for right now, I invite you to move on to another podcast. Have fun. If it is something you want to listen to right now, get cozy, babies, because here we go. Hey, queer witches. Welcome to the Queer Conjure Podcast. I am your host, Jasper Joy. My pronouns are they, them, or he, him. I am a tarot scholar, a spiritual support witch, a neuroqueer, and, if I do say so myself, a transgender dreamboat. My editor and occasional co-host is Ava the Raven. Their pronouns are they or she or he. Ava is a channeler, earth translator, moss fae, and conduit of organization. Queerconjure.org is queering the path towards magical liberation. We place the T at the beginning of the acronym, become inspired by hearing each other fully living our whole selves, and diligently care for our community using magical practices and open-hearted ethics. Thanks for being here, baby cakes. If you would like to be a supporter on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash queerconjure. You'll find lots of extra videos, spells, lunar rituals, as well as discount codes for all the things. Please do share this episode with your friends and maybe take a minute or two to leave a review on Spotify or Apple. Blessed be. So this podcast episode is a little bit different than what we've created so far. Instead of waking up at 5 a.m. in the morning when my brain cannot think, (laughs) we have decided to just send each other audio messages back and forth and see what kind of a conversation evolves. And because of this, you are going to hear our lives in the background. You're going to hear a couple cars, some airplanes, my dog playing with a tennis ball, crickets, um, that sort of stuff. And I just wanted to make a note of that for our sensory sensitive people who find background noises distracting. And if that's the case for you, please feel free to reach out to us and we will give you a transcript. Hey, Ava, it's Jasper. Um, You and I discussed doing this new podcast format where 
we send each other audio messages to see what kind of conversation develops over time, and then we form it into a podcast episode. Um, I originally got this idea from How to Survive the End of the World with Adrian Marie Brown and Autumn Brown. Um, yeah, I'm just wondering how you are mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, um, creatively. These days I'm really tired. I haven't been sleeping well. Um, and I think that is just a reaction my body is having to lots of transitions that are happening in my life all at once. Um, and while they are all good transitions, my body is struggling to uh, relax and to change. So I did this tarot pull. I have four cards, two on the top, two on the bottom. And it goes five of cups, the star, temperance, and two of cups. I'll send you an image because the way the cards look together is really interesting and really mysterious. So I want to start with the five of cups, which, um, because I read with the, this might hurt tarot deck for so long, I always think of five of cups as the sad boy card. Um, right now I'm reading with fifth spirit tarot and the card is very different. Um, but in general, with the five of cards, there are three broken vessels and two vessels that are intact. Um, and it's, you know, it's really interesting to me that the five of cups and two of cups showed up in the same reading because there are two cups that are still intact in the five of cups. And then the two of cups is very much about, um love and connection and um it's very much like a card that relates to the lovers which is my life card my soul card and then the star and temperance both have two vessels in the images um the person who shows up in the star and in this deck, it looks like they have top surgery scars, which I am just, ugh, I love. Um, but the tower is in the very background, and they are drying up water with one vessel, and then water is pouring from their hand into another vessel. So for me, like, the five of cups comes first. Our sad boy, our facing our grief taking time to just let our sadness be there. And then moving on to the star where the tower is behind us, it's like we have moved on from that grief, we have moved on from the sadness. It's always gonna be there in the background and sometimes we're gonna return to it. Um, but that love and emotional well-being and connection to divinity is there and it's accessible to us. And that is the same thing I feel about temperance. Whereas like, this is a shape shifting into a place of balance and harmony and connection. And then the two of cups is very much like, you know, the lover's card, like I said, and in this deck, 
there are two ropes that are tying together between the two cups and there are two ladybugs there's a sun and a moon um so there you know there's lots of partnership showing up in this card and it makes me think about how one of the ways we get through grief is by sharing it with others and we can never heal in a vacuum we are not going to heal by just standing at their standing there staring at the broken vessels we have to turn around we have to look for the thing that we can connect to and ground with and co-regulate with yeah um i love this deck the fifth spirit deck by charlie claire burgess i feel like between this deck and a class that i took with nick from in search of tarot have completely shape-shifted the way that I look at tarot, feel tarot, and read tarot, and resonate with it. Um, so yeah, the Five of Cups, the Star, Temperance, Two of Cups. I'm wondering if you are noticing anything from this spread that I am not noticing. Yeah, I'm really curious to hear your feedback about that. I'll send you a picture of the image so you can see the exact spread and exact cards I'm looking at. And yeah, I'm wondering what kind of oracle messages from the earth are coming up for you these days. All right. Talk to you soon, dear friend. Hi, Jasper. Um, I mentioned this to you. Um, I think in our last meeting but it's so interesting that you're in this like space of transition because I am too and and I feel that like everyone I've met is um oh hi cat just jumped into my face um which happens in every single recording I ever do <laughs> but I, it definitely feels like collectively we're in a big shift between what once was and what is now and I think that actually is showing up in the earth omens that you asked about um interestingly in periods like this I always feel like my body is the calmest and my mind is not Uh, you mentioned that your body is you know figuring out how to accept the change and adapt to it and that's something that I've come to trust is if my body is in a state of panic then I sense that more is like okay like things are happening that I need to give myself space for but it's almost like but my my mind isn't in a state of like understanding what the change is yet. But then as soon as my mind starts to interpret the change, it starts to go cray cray. Um, by that I mean like, um, yeah, I guess I don't really like that word, <laughs> crazy. But because that's what I've been called before when my mind does this. But my mind just has every single thought process and emotion at once. Um, like every single possible timeline of what could happen is showing up at one time and 
at that point, I can always look into my body and my body has this sense of stillness. Um, and I found this during 2020, I went camping and I was just having like a lot of things going wrong during camping. And I just felt this like indestructible strength at the center of my being. And I feel like that was the first time I really interpreted what my center was. Um, and since then it's, when I feel calm in that center, I trust my decisions more than anything. Um, actually, I have dabbled in understanding human design, which is like a modality of understanding yourself, similar to astrology. Um, it uses like the body as a system, and it maps out astrology and the I Ching and you know a bunch of other modalities um, into the body and. Something I learned about that for me is that I have an emotional wave that the decisions are more most clear when I'm in the state of calm amongst the emotional wave, um, you know, before the depths and or, or like between the, the depths of fear and excitement, like to make a decision on either end of that spectrum usually leads to a bit of confusion um but something that stood out to me in these cards is that one in the five of cups in these cards there's a sailboat sailing away and that is something that has been a a rock in my reality for the past few weeks because I was on a sailboat um and something that I learned that I think also relates to the, the temperance card in this deck they have their like how most temperance cards do one foot in the water, one foot on land, but you see their shoes off behind them and they're on the beach. And um, when I was on the sailboat, there are points where the waves get really choppy. And I think your mind's instinct is to hide away in the cabin or like hide away from the wind in a place underneath. Um, I don't know what you'd call it, but basically where you're shielded more from the water that's hitting the bow of the boat, um, like the front of it. And I did that at first because I was like, okay, I'm feeling like a bit nauseous and I'm just kind of like make some food and that makes it so much worse. <laughs> you get so sick and uncomfortable um, when you're in these like protective areas in the boat. And then the next day I sat with my feet dangling over the edge and my arm hanging into the water as we were speeding over the waves and it just felt so it felt so peaceful it felt so I mentioned this to you too though there's a word that people use in Croatian called fjaka uh, f-j-a-k and it's like a state of dreamlike peace um, and calmness in the body and I, I felt that once facing the waves um, taking your shoes off you have to take you have to face the elements and the change in order to feel that sense of calm. Uh, and along with what you're saying with the two of cups, I, I was also tying that specific knot a lot on the boat because it's one of the only knots that I really <laughs> recall. Um, and I was learning more knots, but sometimes when I'm learning something new, I like to go back to what I know to remind myself that I can, I can learn new things. <laughs> and that knot is the fisherman's knot. So the harder you pull the two away the knots tighten and come together 
and stop each other from pulling away, which I think is a really beautiful symbolism for the Two of Cups in general. But I also think that that's the the center of a a community that you can trust is that when things feel hard, you have each other to keep each other stable. Like you're not just flailing in the wind because when the when the elements and transitions are pulling you in every which direction, you have each other to keep each other stable. And yeah, and I'm interested, oh, we've talked a lot about, you know, the differences in like dependency and co-regulation. I'm, I'm interested you have, if you have any insight on that as it relates to those, that imagery, because I think that there is a bit of a, a journey to learning that you, we need each other as humans and as beings. And also we have to learn what, how to communicate what the others can have space for and um, like what we can actually care for each other without harming the other or yourself. Um, yeah, I hope you're having a great day over there. Let me know what you think. Good morning, Ava. It's Jasper. Mm, I love these things that you said about finding the center when making decisions and yeah, Fiaka, this dreamlike place um, that in order to get to, you have to connect with the elements. I am currently at the beach. I have gotten to see the ocean for the first time in maybe over six years. And I arrived here with some pretty fresh heartbreak that was also opening some old heartbreak. And as I was standing in the ocean this morning, because I got up really early and saw that my teenager was awake, so we walked down to the beach together to watch the sunrise. And, you know, I'm standing there letting the waves come over me and sink my feet into the sand. And I just stood still and watched the sunrise and watched the clouds until the tide was high enough to be lapping at my waist. And yes, I had this moment that you were talking about, this um, this sense of community with all things and I'm connected to all things. I'm part of all I see. And yeah, I needed to take my shoes off and face the elements and let change happen in order to feel calm. And as I was standing there, I looked up and I kid you not, there was this cloud that looked like a heart, like an anatomical heart. And the cloud was starting to split open down the middle. It was still connected at the bottom. Um, And I just watched that cloud pull apart as the sky was turning pink. Um, And it made me so sad in such a beautiful way. Um, Before we left for this trip, my kiddo, all of both of my kiddos have tarot decks and my kiddo decided that 
since there's four of us, we were each going to take one of the pages with us. And they gave me the page of pentacles, which I feel like is really in alignment with what we're talking about because the page of pentacles slows down enough to connect with the earth, connect with the body, to connect with the things that are deeply rooted and gets curious about them and slows down enough to let that curiosity expand the way it needs to. Um, I'm also thinking about this thing you said with the fisherman knots, with, you know, the harder you pull a fisherman's knot, the tighter it gets. And how do you tell the difference between keeping your community stable with that pulling together but also if you pull too tight it's hard to see where one rope ends and the other begins and oh that is such a lesson for me because you know I love fiercely and I love easily and I love right away and that is just a really intense characteristic (laughs) um It's not comfortable for a lot of people and they assume that I am expecting things that I'm not actually expecting. And what I realized is I am not slowing down enough to be the page of pentacles. I'm not slowing down enough to be curious. I'm very much in that page of wands space um, where there's a lot of fire and passion and excitement to move forward. Um, I'm just pulling that knot too tight a lot of the time. Um, Yeah, so it moves from this connection of community to um, losing the identity of the two, Um, connected but separate. And uh, watching that cloud split apart and then dissipate into the sky as more clouds came in and dissipated and started turning pink. And at that point, I saw this very pink, like neon pink globe start to rise out of the ocean. And it was just so fucking gorgeous. It's like, what happens when you let the heartbreak expand, the sun rises out of the ocean. And that feels deeply spiritually significant for me as I am learning what I am worth, what my value is, and how to hold a boundary that means I only spend my time on relationships that recognize my worth and feel committed to treating me the way I should be treated based on my value. Um, Yeah, I think a lot of us have these inner children that are really afraid of being left behind. So we try really hard to keep up. And I've been talking to this inner child of mine and letting them know that if we slow down, if we move at our own pace, the right people will wait for us. And that's what's going on for me with the page of 
pentacles this morning. Talk to you soon. So excuse the background noise. I'm sitting on a little porch near the beach and there are air conditioning units all over the place. But I feel like it's important to have this PS that the page of pentacles has shown up for me three times in as many days. I sat down to journal this morning and I pulled out the page of pentacles uh, before we left our house to come here. My child gave me the page of pentacles from their tarot deck. And then the day before when I was journaling, the page of pentacles came up. So there's obviously a message here and I'm not quite grasping it yet and the page of pentacles is like bitch why are you not listening (laughs) and they're asking me to remember that tarot is a tool for active listening and we need to come back to the magic that exists within us and all around us I've been really in my head lately, even when I'm at this beautiful beach having these spiritual experiences and falling in love with my family over and over again. I've been really in my head about some ambiguous, (laughs) ambiguous relationships in my life that are making my fear of abandonment worse and... Oh, yeah, I'm being pulled in two different ways. The fear and the immense amount of love that exists in the present moment. And the Page of Pentacles is just inviting me to get really curious, really curious to connect with the sky because there is a rainbow in this card to connect with the earth because the person in this card is kneeling on the ground and they have um, a plant bulb kind of floating above their hands like they're magically growing it um, just by the power of observation just by the power of curiosity and oh I just think it's so potent when a card comes up again and again. And I'm wondering how you stop and listen for the message you're missing when a card keeps coming up for you. Good morning, afternoon, I don't know, time. I was going to say good morning and then I was like, it's actually afternoon here. And I don't even know what time it is for you right now. Um, I think one of the best things to do for me when a card is coming up and the message isn't sinking in is to do exactly what you did, which is to reflect it with others. Um, And I think, you know, it doesn't mean that others will have the answer, but maybe something they say will lead you further down that path. And, you know, I think that relates to what we were talking about with the Two of Cups, having that support and noticing that we're not 
the same, so we won't have the exact vision, but we can reflect back to each other like a pinball machine until we get the pinball where it's supposed to go um, or where it feels best. Um, but what has been coming up for me with everything you shared, which is so beautiful and, and so grounding, I think, is um, one, Venus is currently in retrograde. And I, disclaimer, I'm no astrologer. However, I'm heavily interested in astrology. So I know a lot about it, but I'm not, um, I don't know everything by any means. Um, but something that I've heard a lot of astrologers say that I really like is when you hear something's in retrograde, you think about the rule of re, like re-invent, re-member, re-joice, um, and use that, those, that energy applied with the planet that is going through that retrograde, which is Venus, and Venus is the planet of emotion and like actually I know I say I really emotion to the moon but like compassion love interest passion in general connection um and it really sounds like you are reinventing your world as it surrounds those themes um and I love what you said about you know slowing down and the right people will wait for you and I think that struck another chord with me, which is, oh, well, before I move on from the astrology, also Leo, which is the planet that's in Venus in retrograde, um, or is the constellation that's in Venus in retrograde, aligned with Venus, it was just aligned with, I think, an asteroid, Cassini, which I, this is where the border of my knowledge kind of changes, but I do know that astrologers were speaking of it as more of, as like a a point in which in the retrograde where things are coming to a climax um and so i do think that the information you're learning right now about those themes what is it august 15th as we're talking right now um are very interesting and i think worth paying attention to and worth like coming back to and you might not know everything now but can over time um, and what else, well, the other thing that's coming up for me as you're talking is how us having these discussions and having this time with nature becomes an automatic in-depth spiritual experience. And I think something that's been coming up in my life a lot too is having just been in like some of the most beautiful natural world I've experienced and feeling so attuned with nature and then back to a more city environment where I'm constantly hearing the planes it's my attention goes directly to things like phone and work and people and people's opinions of me and I think that that time in nature is almost like a reset here goes the re <laughs> where I it doesn't feel it's easy to be to go to those vices anymore and I'm trying to f see a path where I don't feel dependent on those vices and where I can be at a sense of like feeling trust in the present moment and not feeling like I have to figure things out. And I think that is a big thing that the Page of Pentacles says is 
you can only understand the earth by being present with it. There isn't a, something that came up for me too, as you were speaking, I had a vision of Tarzan, <laughs> which is silly, but how the main villain, spoiler, <laughs> in case you haven't seen Tarzan, <laughs> but the main villain, you know, comes in and their, their ideas, they're going to study these gorillas or chimps or whatever. I don't know. Um, I think they're gorillas, but the main villain actually wants to sedate them and bring them back to have in zoos or to like taxidermy them and have them as like a prize and poach them or whatever. I forget what the actual thing was, but the point was rather than going and being present and understanding these creatures, they wanted to have them as a prize and to capture them. I think that's what's coming up for me is trying to capture the moment automatically deters you from learning from them. Um, because that main villain never got to experience, you know, what the other characters did, which was being with them and, like, living with them. And, and I think that's also just, you know, a message on the practice of, like, anthropology as it's been is, you know, you, you think you can go in from a place of power almost and, and just learn from these creatures that are nothing like you rather than understanding that, like, you can have relation with all beings and and allowing for relation rather than forcing information to be drawn from something um yeah let me know what that brings up for you i'm curious as you go deeper into this journey and, and are supported by the sea how that unfolds i am so glad you brought in this astrology piece um astrology is not my strong suit but I always appreciate when you bring it in because it allows me a new way to think about the world and my relationships and yeah, just what is happening inside and around me. Um, you're so right about like stopping and listening often means we need to reflect it with each other and land where the pinball feels best that visual really worked for me um from what i understand about my astrological birth chart i am basically venus's bitch so if there's retrograde happening that makes a lot of sense because i feel a lot of like these Rule of re that you mentioned, this reinvention, remembering, rejoicing, resetting. I had an, a spiritual teacher once talk about the difference between remember and dismember. Dismember as in taking something apart. When you take something apart and then put it back together, it's almost never the way it was before. And that's true for our memories too. Our memories are never an exact replica of what actually happened um and that's part of showing up to change like when we evolve when we grow new like when we have new wisdom emerge we also lose a little bit of what used to be um yeah we need each other as human beings and we need to communicate our boundaries um, we need to care for each other without harming the self. 
I love this thing he said about Tarzan, where the main villain wants to own nature, control nature, make sense out of nature, profit from nature, rather than be present with nature. I think we all have this inner villain for, you know, though it's not really a villain, it's a wounded piece who feels starved for a connection and is desperately trying to get that connection in counterintuitive ways. Um, You know, you can't force a transformative experience. There has to be this allowing rather than demanding. And yeah, we don't know everything right now. Um, Time with nature will always become a spiritual experience as long as we are not, um, as long as we're not trying to control it and demand it and, you know, um, we need to always be showing up for change, always allowing change. But the more we try to force change, the less sustainable, the less nurturing it's going to be. I really appreciate all of your feedback for that. And, um, yeah. I wonder if this dependency and co-regulation theme weaves into this experience rather than control piece. I really feel like it does. Um, I really also feel like this page of pentacles is kind of the in-between space between fear and love. Yeah, so I feel like this is a good place for us to kind of wrap up this part of our conversation And I really look forward to creating another one of these episodes with you. A couple quick notes before we wrap up this episode. First, Ava and I have decided to pause Patreon. There are a lot of projects we have up in the air that we're juggling and we're trying to bring all of them into more of a flow, more of a streamline, more of something that feels good to us. So make sure you are subscribed to our newsletter so you know what we have in store coming up. Also, if I mention any books in this episode, you can get 10% off that book through my affiliate link. So you go to queerconjure.org. In the upper left-hand corner, it says books. Just click on that link. It will bring you to a whole list of books I recommend from Firestorm Books. So not only are you giving me a little bit of a kickback, but you're also supporting a queer, feminist, anarchist bookstore. And what could be better than that? Hi, this is Ava. My pronouns are they, she, and he, and I'm Queer Conjures conduit of organization, amongst other things. I specialize in anchoring ideas into fully-fledged works. You can find out more about my offerings and see if we can make a good fit 
at the Queer Conjure website under About Us at QueerConjure.org and book a free 30-minute consultation. Bye! This has been another fabulous episode of the Queer Conjure podcast. Produced by Jasper and edited by Ava. Our theme music is by Mother Marrow. Our interviews and conversations are recorded via Zoom and published through Podcasters Spotify. You can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and find out more at queerconjure.org. Blessed be. Mwah!